All right, so here we are, eh? A whole new world. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. Yeah, the old, old world is gone. <laughs> how, do we, how do we manage it? How do we cope with it? Well, it's uh, certainly an interesting time, that's for sure. Sure. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think at this stage, people are just in such, it really depends, just let me welcome some others. So, yeah, so I, th I think we're all in such a, um, now, hi there, Hannah. Um, you're very welcome. I've got, you can mute yourself uh, and you don't have to go on video, that's for sure, either. So, um, yeah, so we've got a lot of, a lot of turmoil, a lot of confusion, uh, a lot of uncertainty for all of us. Um, and I, I really, I, I didn't, I don't really have an agenda for today's, today's call, but I just wanted, I, I just had a lot of people reaching out to me and, and as I've had quite a few people, um, uh, reaching out with very, very similar kind of concerns. How do they cope with <laughs> children at home, um, for the first time, uh, and for some of them or being in lockdown and it really depends on where you are and where what stage your current country is or your area is but i wanted to throw throw in a few i think positive i hope um suggestions um perspectives that might that might just help us help us to just to just to be true to ourselves at this time um For those who want to join in, you don't have to. You're very welcome just to listen. Um, but for those who wish to join in, either via video or just audio, then feel free to do that. I should point out for those joining that I, I did promise to record this call, which I'm doing now. And so I'm going to be sharing that with, uh, with, with others who've asked to be on the call. So just be aware of that. Um, did anybody at this point want to say anything? <laughs> How are you feeling? What what's, what things are like where you are? Charles chime in. It's Gene. Thanks, Gene. Just, just, um, just remind I'm us where you are. Yeah, I'm in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, thank you. California or Cal uh, United States. I came from California originally, but uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Sure. Surprise, actually, which is west of Phoenix. I just went out today to deliver some things to my mother-in-law. She and my father-in-law are actually in the same property, but he's isolated in a nursing home. Okay. And she's on the same property in, in a retirement apartment. Right. But she's not allowed to even physically visit him. She has to see him through a glass. So that's, you know, that's a little bit unique. And uh, they're in lockdown there to protect them, really. It's not because they have some infestation. They're 
there has not been any evidence that they have the virus within the facility, but they're protecting them. So sure. uh, that's kind of unique. At the same time, I went to the grocery store to deliver, um, to pick up a few things for her because it's best that she doesn't get out. She's 83 years old. But I went with gloves and a mask um, just for the sake of everybody else, right? I, I actually travel for a living. I was last on the road about 10 days ago. Okay. So there's absolutely no symptoms for me, but hey, there's a possibility that since I traveled on an airplane, I could have gotten it. So I was making sure that I didn't potentially affect anybody else. But it was interesting because the grocery store here was packed hmm. and nobody was wearing a mask. Zero mask, zero gloves. I was the only one wearing anything. Hmm. And um, that was a bit surprising to me. The last time I was out was on, was three days ago. Same thing, but not nearly as packed. So I'm a little surprised by that. Um, I did post um, something on my feed just recently. I, I was thinking about it that, you know, the movie um, Captain America, the first Avenger, where he and Dr. Erskine are sitting there before he goes in and gets the serum. And he asked Dr. Erskine, you know, about why, why did you pick me? And it was because of his character, right? And um, he said, well, you know, there was a guy who wanted this serum when I was in Germany before. And uh, the problem was that he didn't have the character. And so the serum makes good, great, but it makes bad worse. And I think, Anthony, that we're, we kind of see that right now, right? Yeah. We see sure. that right now in the way people are responding to this. The people whose character is that, you know, I'm going to do the right thing, they're still doing the right thing. But the people whose character is not that they're concerned about their fellow man are not doing the right thing. They're hoarding and they're, yeah. They're thinking only about themselves. So that would be my observation. Thanks. Thank you, Jane. Can I just point out, uh, for those who want to join, uh, you can join with video. You can turn off your video. If you don't want to join in at all, I am recording this call and I'm going to be sharing the recording. If you wish to turn off your video and leave it off, that's totally fine. If you just want to listen, that's totally fine. If you want to join in either with audio or with audio and video, once again, totally fine. So hi there, Hannah and Paul. Um, so Hannah, you're in, did you want to speak or just say no if you don't want to? Sure. Yeah, you're um, so I'm in New Jersey on the East Coast. Yeah. And um, it's a little crazy here because every day this, the, this uh the the um statisticians whatever they're the, the statistics are just getting worse and worse yeah um we just found out that a teacher from our school's father passed away okay uh today from COVID-19 yeah. and there was one teacher in the school they're not saying exactly who because the kids are not in school anymore anyways but there is one teacher who does have it yeah. um who's already in quarantine so um it's just really hitting home sure. really really crazy my in-laws my parents don't live in the country um they were supposed to come in for passover Yep. They're not going to be coming in, obviously, anymore. They're in their 70s. They are 
in quarantine. I mean, they don't have it, thank God, but they're, you know, they don't go out. They don't, you know, um, and my in-laws who are in their sixties are not going grocery shopping anymore. They're working from home. They're basically coming to us, going to my sister-in-law and that's about it. Yeah. They're not, they're doing that. Okay. Um, over the past 25 hours, we had Sabbath, which was no, which, you know, I know Anthony knows we don't do any electronics and it was, I'm, I apologize. My daughter's watching a video in the background. I hope it's not too disruptive, right. but, um, <laughs> um, we don't do any electronics. It was a very interesting 25 hours where yeah. we, you know, really yeah. just, we didn't go to services. We didn't go to synagogue. We just, as a family, you know, kind of hunkered down. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it was beautiful. I can't, you know, Anthony, you have, and I have both spoken about that, you know, comparing it to Anne Frank when she was in hiding for, you know, years. Like, yeah. I'm so thankful that we weren't able to go on a walk at least. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you, you miss, I don't know, maybe because we're spoiled, but like we miss certain things. We miss, Sometimes. and now in New Jersey, all non-essential businesses yeah. It, it, right. It, now in New Jersey, all non-essential businesses are closed. As of tonight, they have to be closed. So unless you're a grocery store, a healthcare worker, yeah. for some reason, liquor stores are considered essential. <laughs> Haven't quite, I'm not sure about that, yeah. but um, gas stations, there's like very few other than that. I, I don't know, maybe a few others, but other than that, you are not allowed to be open. You have to be shut down, which is, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty scary. So, so, if I could, um, thank you for sharing that. If I could, maybe move the conversation a little bit. Um, uh, I, one thing that I find, and I've always found very, very helpful, um, is is to use metaphors. I, I do it in my writing all the time, and I sometimes come up with some wild ones. And different people use different things i'm not going to um i'm not going to be prescriptive or tell you this is an opportunity or this is you know like i'm not i'm not going to tell you just to talk to talk to people some people process things very differently um and um but here are some some a couple of metaphors that that i've come up with and may may help help you they're probably almost certainly not original um first one is that i feel that we have been doing a jigsaw puzzle in our lives <laughs> and you just got so many pieces that you can never quite put together right and now the box you know the jigsaw puzzle has got the box got the picture on the, on the on the front of the box right well we've lost the picture we've still got these pieces of the puzzle and these pieces that we thought were just going to be exactly right they've just gone and the others that we thought didn't really fit in so we're not really seeing what we're not really seeing what that puzzle what that grand picture is but i wanted to share with you one thing it's a, such a tiny thing, but tiny things are somehow big. Back in July last year, uh, my family went through, we, we live in Sydney, Australia. My family went through a very serious financial um, situation and had to sell our old house. 
move into a new one. It was chaotic on many, many different levels. Um, not the least of which was the bank <laughs> screaming, screaming at us and, you know, threatening to, anyway, I, I won't go into detail, but it was, it was a lot of suffering. Um, and one thing that I did back then, and it's just such a tiny thing, was I was just scrambling to still create some sort of content to have some sort of connection with reality, with reality being LinkedIn, <laughs> uh, or just to be somehow to keep some semblance of normality. And like Anne Frank, you've just mentioned the diary of Anne Frank Hunter. So she was a girl, I can't remember how old was she, 12 or 14, I never, I never read the diary, but, um, but she, she wrote, she wrote a journal and she didn't know if anybody was even going to read it. And she, she wrote it while effectively under house, you know, basically in prison, in hiding in a house. Um, cabin fever can set in, right? <laughs> I'm sure that would not ha happen to anybody here on this call. And, um, and, but she wrote, as I say, without knowing anything of how that was going to turn out. Well, one thing that I did, I mean, very different circumstances, but back in July was I created a video and it was nothing world beating. It was not nothing profound. It was just basically, how do you set up Zoom with Google Calendar? It was a technical video, a screencast. Our internet was only just connected and I didn't have a home office and, you know, after moving house, we just had boxes everywhere and it was just, and we've got seven children as well, did I mention? And, and that video has just taken off on YouTube now. That's the last two, two or three weeks. I'm getting like three every, yeah, basically 20, 20 people viewing it every hour at the moment and it's just growing consistently. It was just an example of, and so I've tried to reproduce that, you know, well, I'll do some more Zoom videos and, you know, they're not even <laughs> doing it all very well. And what does that actually mean on YouTube? Probably nothing, but it's an example of throwing spaghetti at the wall. And it's, how is that gonna turn into business or into some sort of lifeline? I've got no idea, but it's helping. It's helping somebody, some people out there somewhere. And I think that we are all called um, at the moment, um, to be, to, to, to serve wherever we are. It's almost like the whole world has been shaken up in this snow globe, right? <laughs> and then the flakes have just find, kindly landed and wow, look who I've got around me. I've got so many stories that I've heard from people who were traveling two weeks ago and happened to have arrived home in the meantime. And uh, I, I do have a niece who's on her honeymoon. She's from Australia and she's on her honeymoon in Scotland, I, I, I don't know when we're going to see her, but she's safe. Um, but I'm just saying that you cannot necessarily see the results at this point. We can't see what the puzzle is going to look like at the end, but there are some things that we can do right now in our little patch, wherever that is. Does anybody uh, else want to say anything at this stage? I've got plenty to say. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not going to run out of things to say. I think everybody who knows me knows that. <laughs> Hannah, oh yeah, you're on mute. Okay.
Hi, Anthony. This is Paul. Uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Gene since we're both in Arizona. I'm about 100 miles south of him. Right. Um, and uh, I'm seeing pretty much the same thing. Uh, he saw when I went to Costco, there were four people in the entire store with masks on. Uh, so kind of uh, similar, but uh, I, I like your story about the the, uh, the puzzle and, and not being able to clearly see. Um, I've been a healthcare provider for many, many years, and a lot of times we had to treat patients with really no idea what we were going to end up with at the end. Hmm. And so that just meant we had to give it everything we got and, and not necessarily be able to see the clear picture. And I think we're there now. Uh, so it really becomes, uh, you know, what are what are we doing that's useful? So I, uh, I appreciate your thoughts on that. Thank you. Um, I'll, I'll give a couple of others that are going to be a couple of other metaphors that some people have found helpful. So, you know, have any of you cooked a cake before from a cake box, you know, like a cardboard box? And the cake has got, that's got the, you know, the final cake at the end, what it looks like. And it's got cream on it, it's got chocolate, whatever, the frosting, the icing. And, uh, and, then, and then, of course, you've got the ingredients and, uh, and then you've got the recipe. And there's some fine print there about, you know, about, about uh, what, what the product contains and is it gluten-free and all the rest. Now, um, once again, that cake, well, we've lost some of the ingredients. <laughs> and we don't really know what we have to play with. But from what we have, we've, we've, we've lost the ingredients. Can you still cook something? Um, maybe we don't even know what that final final cake is going to be look like look like. But I've I've been very impressed at some of the people that I know, and I know some of the sufferings that they <clears throat> that they have gone through in their lives, and they their incredible ability to um, well just to work with what they've got. It's been it's been incredible to me and inspiring, I would say. Um, I'm going to throw in a couple of, or one other, one other metaphor that may help, um, which is like we're, we're in a plane and it's, it's got turbulence. <laughs> we don't know if the plane is even going to land, but at the moment we've got to fasten our own seat belts and, 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 and then look after those around us. The very common metaphor is fasten your own seat belt first. Um, practically, how do we do that? Uh, I think it's far, far too early to be considering if we're running a business to be considering attempting to sell or um, pitch services. Um, others will disagree with that. Uh, we have so many unfinished projects and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm asking myself, what tiny project, what tiny task, what tiny process can I put into place right now? maybe in my family life in so that I don't just treat it like a long weekend <laughs> and, um, and that, you know, so I don't just um, uh, binge, you know, Netflix or, or CNN or, or something like that. Um, what things can I put into place now that are going to have a real and lasting effect? And interestingly, over the last few months, I'm, I'm definitely not a checklist person. Um, but in the last, over the last few months, I have created 
hundreds <laughs> or dozens anyway of checklists of different kinds and uh, and they well those, those particular checklists haven't come in handy just yet but the idea that a daily habit however small um, that I can be faithful to kind of gives you know it's a stake in the ground it's um um, and that might be something as simple as unloading the dishwasher, right? Uh, it may not necessarily be anything profound or anything that I'm going to build or for my business or anything, but the, the importance, the value of tiny habits, the cumulative effect for those who have, uh, who have done a, a little bit of a look into what exponential means. You can see what the exponential impact is of, um, you know, of the COVID-19, of the coronavirus getting passed around. You can see what exponential effect is. Well, that can work in a good way as well. Um, in, um, in terms of even tiny things like tidying up, and I'm very discreetly not showing you my desk at the moment, uh, which is, um, uh, shall we say, work in progress. But I'm also asking, who can you serve? How can you serve? How do you replenish? How do you replenish your own energy so that you're not just giving, giving, and then heading to a burnout situation? Uh, what invigorates you? I would say I've answered all of these questions myself, for myself personally. So I have, um, uh, even though of course we naturally have concerns for health-wise for our family and for our country and for, and for others, Got so many good people around the world that I've connected with over the over the last couple of years. Um, I feel that there is a cycle in place in my in my own personal situation where I'm giving energy and I'm getting it, and um, and so I, that's I think important. Some kind of feedback loop, some kind of way of uh, of, of of knowing that you're valued. Hmm. I'm going to jump in here, Anthony. Yes, please. Um, so two things I just want to say. One of the things um, was in terms of like creating good habits, I, I think that now is an amazing time to do that. One yeah. of the things I was thinking about with my kids, just like on a very simplistic level, was, you know, something that I'm always trying to tell them, brush your teeth better. You got to take better care of your teeth. You got to take better yeah. care of your teeth. You got to walk. So now I, you know, was able to tell them, listen, the dentist is closed and it really is. All the dentists are closed. Yeah. They've given their gloves and their masks to hospitals and they're closed. Um, even like for emergencies, you have to like basically go to like a dental hospital. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. So, and our dentist is for sure closed. So um, I've said like, listen, now is the time you better take care of your teeth because if we may not see the dentist for the next four months, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, you know? Um, so that's just like one thing that I just know with my kids, like I'm taking that opportunity to work on. Yeah. Um, and the other thing though, I, I think that it's something that I keep going back it just in my head is that I've been through a lot in my life. I've been through a lot of illness and a lot of hospital yeah. stays and yeah. things that have happened within my family. And somehow for some reason, this specifically is hitting so much harder for me. Mm -hmm. And I keep wondering why. Like, I don't understand. Like, literally, my daughter was at death's door, and it didn't, 
I don't know. Like, I don't feel like it hit me like it is now. I feel like because now, first of all, there's, there's a few reasons. First of all, it's global. Like we, it's just, it's, it's not just me. It's, it's everybody. And nobody has the answer. Like you can't say like, okay, in an hour, I'm going to have an answer. It's changed in an hour. Everything is not, it's, it's like you're sitting on, you know, quicksand and, 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 it's just constantly changing. You, are you on water? Are you on quicksand? Are you on cement? Like you don't even know what you're on. So I think that's a very, very discomforting, like it, it creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. Absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. the fact that it's so global that we have no idea if this is going to create like, you know, is it just going to be hard economically for my family? Is it going to be hard economically for the country? Is it going to be a depression for the entire world? Like nobody knows. And I think that one of the things I don't know that's helped me sometimes better, hmm. sometimes I'm better at it than other times is, yeah. you know, just taking a deep breath and like, okay, one minute at a time, you know, like one yeah. minute, one hour, one day, because the truth is nobody knows. And we, I think like this has brought home to everybody. I, I don't know. I can't speak. I'm a religious person. So I can say for me, it's brought home the fact that like, we are not in control. We may think we're in control, yeah. but we, we don't run the world. Like God really runs the world. There is a higher power, whatever that is, that's running the world. I don't want to get too much into religion. The point is that like, it's not just because of what my actions, it could be somebody else's actions, whether we're spreading COVID-19, whether we're not spreading it, it's, it's everybody's actions together. And, um, Mm. I don't know. I just think that that could be, it could be a discomforting thought, but could also be a comforting thought because we say like, you know, it takes a village, like. Yeah. It takes to overcome, and if we do work together, then we can. Well, you know, it's the it's it's the once again it's the it's the power of little things. You know, the cumulative effect of of little things for good or bad. Um, and I think it's also, you know, we're 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 speaking about coping, but you know, the next thing is really courage, and um, and, and it takes more courage. It takes more courage to uh, to stick it out, right? Um, to to per- the perseverance is more courage than the courage it takes to go and attack an invader straight away. <laughs> um, and um, and I I think in a sense, um, for me, one of the things for me in Australia where we're where at this stage we are less touched than other places. Um, we have had only seven deaths countrywide, and we have 25 million population. Um, but uh, I, I think at this stage, it's it's both a um, a concern and a comfort to know that everybody's in the same boat. You know, I know that certainly in Australia, where it's still sunny, where we're in autumn, as we call it, a fall. And in fact, we went for a swim on Sunday. It's Sunday here now. We went for a swim in, the, in our backyard um, uh, uh, yesterday. All of the family, most of the family, and I think that um, sometimes that's been something that's been very helpful for me is seeing the people on the other side of the world who are in snow and saying it's so cold, and I'm saying, well, here we have summer and it's really hot, or the other way around is that you do get to see that. Uh, you know, certainly we're not in control. I mean, I too believe in God, and I, I very much we're praying every day, of course. And um, 
and just seeing, you know, what what can we do in in little ways? Those little things can can make such a such a big impact, even if they're not visible, even if they're not public, even if it's not running a webinar or something that you know a lot of people are going to see. Jean, did you want to? Uh, were you going to say something there? I wasn't specifically going to say anything other than to just agree that, uh, <laughs> preach it, sister. <laughs> you know, I'm a man of faith, too. I know Anthony is, too. And and uh, I agree that we're not in control. And uh, in fact, I, uh, I did a 45-minute message. I was scheduled on Sunday. I, I'm an ordained minister, so uh, uh -huh. I haven't actually served in the church for gosh, since 1993 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, my mother-in-law being in the, in the nursing home there or in the, in the retirement center and my father-in-law being in the nursing home, they have chapel services every Sunday in the chapel there. And the minister who was uh, regularly doing the, the services was unavailable and they asked me if I would come do it. So I was scheduled to do it today. And wasn't able to, so I actually used Loom, and I did the sermon electronically. So for those who are not aware, Loom is uh, is it's a bit like Zoom. It allows you to record record videos and share them. It's a great way of sending very short messages if you want to, um, very personal messages too. Yeah, it's the the neat thing about it too is that is that you can do a full presentation so i literally just did a screen share of a powerpoint presentation so all of my all of my scriptures were on the on the screen as well as i linked within the powerpoint to some some videos on youtube and clicked on them and they just played right there in the screen so you could see those as well yeah. but the, the very point that that she just made about us not understanding and that God is in control is something that I shared in that message. So I, I'm right on, right in, in line with you on that, that we need to trust there. You know, there's things that we can't control whether or not somebody believes in God or not. There are things you can't control, right? Yeah. And, uh, and you just have to rely on, on, uh, on things to work out the way they're supposed to. One of the things that's been really struck me is how much we can control that we thought we couldn't. And, that's true also yes and i think yeah that's been a, a real i mean this is what happens yeah. it's like you when when things get desperate you just focus on the essentials right um and you know as i was saying to you hana a week ago like the essential thing for me is is to be able to get into into the shopping the shopping mall and to get a shopping cart and push all of those old ladies out of the way so that i can pack it up with toilet paper right yeah, and and uh, anyway, fortunately, Hana said, "Look, Anthony, that's not the essential thing." It's okay, all right. So, so I've I've repented of of that behaviour. Um, but it does give you a certain clarity when things are so dark. Um, you you can see much further at night, right? I mean, during the day, the sun is shining, and you think you can see everything, but at night. I mean, the sun's light is well. That's like eight and a half minutes, I think, for the sun's rays to get here. But at night, like the nearest star is what four and a half light years. You can see much further at night. Anthony, the there you go. Always getting so technical. 
Yeah, like, but I, I should have done this in a spreadsheet. I should have done this in a spreadsheet. It's the only language that Hannah speaks, you know. Oh we're we're lucky that she's making eye contact with us, actually. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. No, but I think it's, we, this is what we were discussing, that they're exactly, that things that you can control are your, you can control yourself. And you right. can control your instinct, your animal instinct, you know, to fight or flight or sure. to like take a hold of yourself and say, okay, now do I really have to, like, if you're not sick, obviously I'm not talking about if you're sick or if you're, you know, no. but if you're sitting at home, like you don't have to have that instinct and fear that doesn't have to take hold. You can go beyond that and see, I mean, one of the things that I was doing today, I'm, I'm actually surprised that I'm even up still because I'm so exhausted from cleaning out one of my kids' rooms. We got four and a half, maybe five full, full garbage bags of clothing. And I'm like, we're going to give this away. Like, this is good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I don't know who, how we're giving it away or who we're giving it to. Like, I don't know who's, you know, cause whatever I, I'm, I, but it's good stuff. Like it has to go to, to families who can't afford it right now. It's just stuff that my kids outgrew, you know, it's, it's, but it's something that we can constantly like be in keeping in mind. Like you were saying, Jean, I think you said that you were going shopping for, you know, your, um, your elderly parents. Like that's something right. that we can keep in mind when I'm at the grocery store and I see that they restock the eggs, you know, I can call a few people and say, by the way, I don't know if you were able to get eggs before, but now they've got eggs. Yeah. Do you need me to exactly. pick up a dozen? Yep. You know, just so, those but, little things that goes yeah. beyond yeah. the fear and it makes you feel like a better, just makes you feel better. I don't know. Can, can I yep. just um, take up another point that you said? Is it like we cannot control uh, our feelings themselves, but we can control what we do with them, how, how we respond to them, right? And, um, and so, and there are some things that we can, that can trigger. Um, I, I noticed the other day uh, I was for a number of reasons I, I i was just not logging on to the news it wasn't a deliberate choice i just kept i just kept a, uh, a, away from from the news because i was just caught up on other things um that were less important you know like i can't control what's going on in italy in the hospitals there um you know i have a friend in madrid who actually her, her job is to go out and, and she she works uh, stays at night with people who are shut in and she stays there during the night. Well, she's housebound as well now. And, um, um, but the, th the thing is, there are a lot of things that I can't control, but just being able to focus on, I was just really to my own surprise, I found that I was able to, I was just able to be a little bit more calm about things. And, um, and then, and I was able to ask myself, you know, what, what's draining you, what's invigorating you, how do you replenish? And, uh, and, and I've got answers to all of those things. What, what did you create that you never knew would be useful? And, um, and, and what can you drop for now, at least? You've just got to throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall. And I'm not talking only in the business side. I'm talking about other things. You realise that, well, maybe these things that I'm getting upset with, with the children or something, are maybe not that important, you know? Mm. Well, my daughter is dressed in not one, but two bathing suits today. And two, we're not going anywhere, but 
that's what she found. She put one over the other. And I, I mean, who really cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's, uh, somebody did a video of like a makeup, they did a makeup tutorial and they were like, here's the makeup palette and this is how you put it on. They literally like took their whole fingers, put it all over their face and were like, <laughs> that's how you do it because nobody cares because you don't go nowhere. That's great. Like, it's just, exactly, like the little thing that like really that's not what's mattering right now, you know? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. exactly. Exactly. I've, I've just... I've just got to, um, yeah, that's right. You've, you've got to, you've got to, just hold on a moment. I've got a child asking for a charger. Close, close doors, please. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just, just being able to see that. And I'm also seeing the power of humour, a kind humour, without um, diminishing the, the, the impact and the seriousness of the situation. Um, but it does release some, is it endomorphins? I've got no idea, but it, uh, but endorphins. endorphins. It's dopamine fix. Anyway, the, the idea of the humor and for me, creativity has been really important. Writing, writing, writing. And, uh, for me, because I'm, I've got a habit of writing, it's very easy for me to write, to create a video and to publish it straight away. But for many people, that's a real struggle. So what I recommend they do is, um, because if you do write like that, especially if you're thinking about writing for business, the tendency, the temptation is to try and be too transactional. How is this going to make me some money? Um, and so what I recommend is you write without publishing and just keep a journal or something like that. Um, and, and um, yeah, and that, that can be, that can be helpful for those who, or, you know, when I say write, you may not write, you might want to record, you might like to, to, you know, have some, a, a little video or audio or something, a little message for yourself for that matter, just to give you a bit of perspective, you know, I just see that I got a message from from Hannah Miller, who's here, saying, "Was I supposed to be kicked out?" That's from thirty <laughs> minutes ago. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. But I, I had to fire. I had to fire all of my all of my production yeah. team, all my camera production team. They, I told them, "Whatever you do, <laughs> it's one don't way. let Hannah Miller don't in. Don't let Hannah Miller in." Okay. Yeah. I know. That's right. It's so funny. I posted, Anthony, I, I've told you, like, actually writing to me, like, exhausts me. But lately, I found that I'm a good writer. Yeah. Like, lately, <laughs> I found, like, I don't know, I, I start writing things. I found, like, I wrote, like, different, every day, like, different uh, happen happenings going on. And some of them I published on, like, just published. I mean, I just shared with my family on, like, a WhatsApp chat. And somebody, and some of them I shared with, like, my whole, you know, LinkedIn family. Yeah. But some, so some, so the reason I shared specifically one of them, actually both of them, like I had specific reasons. One was because I was doing, um, I was applying for the SBA loan and I wanted people to know kind of the process of like, what's going to, they're going to ask for and things like that. Can you just explain what SBA means? Oh, sorry. Small business administration. And in, in, so now they've come out with like this disaster release loan. So I wanted people to know what they're going to be in for and, 
It was basically, I think, a total of four and a half hours on the phone uh -huh. if you're waiting on hold. Yeah. So, um, whatever. The, the point was, it was a humorous, you know, little post about that. But the other post... Oh, okay. I'm um, sorry about that. The other post was about just my day. One day that I had was really, it was a difficult day. And I was debating if I should post it on LinkedIn or not. Yeah. And I decided to post it on LinkedIn because I felt like I'm seeing all these amazing and, and props to them. Amazing, amazing videos and pictures and things being shared with like moms, like doing, setting up this whole homeschooling, <laughs> you know, amazing thing. Oh, and like, like perfect homeschool? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we homeschooled our children. Saying, like, I saw like all Larry. these, yes, Anthony's wife homes, I don't know how she does it, but like all these like amazing, like, oh, I've got it together. I've got yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, what, what's wrong with I mean, what you? What's, <laughs> what's so difficult? And yeah, I really, right. Well, this, last Wednesday, I just found it very difficult. It was like one thing after the other, after the other. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. And at one point I just sat in my office and started crying. And my assistant said to me, and I was so thankful that she said this. She said, you know, you're not failing just because you're sitting there crying. Like, this is not a failure. Like, this is a very difficult situation that you're in at home. You're, you know, my husband's not, not home and you're, you're taking care of all the kids and right. trying to work. And it was very, very difficult. And so the reason I posted what I, you know, had written about that day was specifically because I wanted other people to know that I didn't need sympathy or pity or anything. It was more because everybody should know that, like, if they have a hard time, it's not a failure. They can have a difficult day. This is very challenging. And even though we're not in Anne Frank's shoes, it doesn't mean that it's not our challenge. And like Anthony, right. you were saying, we have to acknowledge it. And yeah. that was part of it. And somebody said, some most people posted whatever you know and I responded to a lot if I think the post but then somebody said oh this is not a difficult day like you don't even know what a hard day is and I'm like okay but okay <laughs> I was like I'm not really okay I yeah. I think that it is and I think that other people should know and encourage others to like it's okay to share and you were saying what invigorates you I think this is one of the things that invigorates me yeah. is sharing it on LinkedIn going through a zoom call yeah. Yeah. Like that invigorates me and gets my creative juices flowing, yeah. you know, whether it's a WhatsApp chat or whatever it is. And sometimes yeah. Anthony, you know, you text me at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night when I'm too exhausted. I'm like, stop and stop it. I'm tired and I don't want to think anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Anthony, Anthony and does that all the time. He's yeah, just like right. that. Oh, it's not just me. And then I write, I write an empathetic, um, empathetic, uh, you know, message saying, um, just chill out, princess. Like, you know, I know you're special, <laughs> but, you know, like, just tough it out. Come on. Like, <laughs> when the going gets tough, <laughs> tough get going. So I, um, one thing that I would, um, uh, that, that I would, that, that I found helpful, once again, another metaphor is the idea of inflatable goalposts. And what I mean by that is, wherever the ball has landed in life, um, you know, for, for the whole world at the moment, um, then, then we, we just, we have our goalposts and we blow them up and we put them down there and we say that was a goal. Now, that's, 
that's um, that can be can be helpful in terms of being able to manage your expectations and just say instead of saying I can't cook, you say well I, at least I can cook toast. Uh, at least I know how to boil an egg. And so then you say I can cook. I'm just not a master chef, you know. And so it's a, it's a it's a mental shift, but it's something that I have found. Um, well, I did this with somebody recent, well, a few months ago now, she, she had written books for children and she had written an, an, a, a couple of excellent articles for adults. Uh, well, actually for her son, her son was like in his twenties now, but she said, if he was six years old again, this is what I wish I had written for him. This is the advice I would give him. So she wrote a beautiful article. I said, have you thought of turning that into an ebook? And she said, um, she said, no, it's, it's not long enough. I said, I will show you that, it's, that, it, that it is long enough. I actually cut and pasted her, her article, pretended it was my own. I recorded the session on, on Loom, ready to publish it as my own, uh, my own book on Amazon. And then I sent it to her. I said, obviously, I can't publish it. It's not my book. It's yours. But that is the process. It took six minutes. Are there any other reasons that you wouldn't be publishing on? <laughs> she 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 published three ebooks within three days within within that week because um, they were all ready. But I just you know she hadn't gone through the technicalities of it. I said, well, these are the technical side. And then uh, about uh, three or four months later, I got a book from her physical book that she had posted to me from from France uh, that she had written and published. And, and she says that I was a magic catalyst. I didn't help her to write the book. I just helped her to get through the mental block. And it was a very simple way, a simple process to say, stop saying you can't publish this book. You can. This is how you do it. And that was just as an e-book. She's gone the whole hog and made it a physical book. Was her name Rachel? Her name was not Rachel. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I do help uh, Rachel. <laughs> Um, and I've got a few people queuing up to, to change their names to Rachel, which is great. <laughs> so I, I want to wrap it up here so that I respect your time because I know you've all got to be rushing off to, um, you know, into the traffic and into onto the metro and <laughs> racing around the world. Yeah, um, hey, I want to ask real quickly. I want to ask Paul, where, where are you from in Arizona? Are you in Yuma or where south? Uh, I'm in uh, Northwest Pima County. Okay. So right by the Pinnell Air Park, if you know where that is. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I ask where do you guys? Okay, so I'm Kana, by the way, just in case. And I know Anthony from LinkedIn, and I'm assuming that you guys also just met Anthony from LinkedIn. Is that how? That is like, correct with me, and I just and I just sent you, Kana, uh, a. Um, Connection request, by the way. I don't know Paul's oh, last name. Otherwise, I would have sent him one as well. Oh, yeah. Paul, what's your last name? Uh, right. Just like Wilbur and Orville. W-R-I-G-H-T. I made a big, big, big Okay. Awesome. So, so Very this, nice to meet you. So this, you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with um, with. I mean, I will share this one publicly for those who want to watch because a few people asked me because they're in a time zone that doesn't really lend itself to this point of time in the day. 
Um, and I'm probably going to do one in the middle of your night, um, which will accommodate people in Israel and, and the UK and so on. Um, and uh, yeah, and we, anyway, I'll, I'll see where this goes, but I, I just wanted to, to, to try it out and see what we, what we can, can do just to give each other a little bit of encouragement. And, you know, hopefully maybe this will spin off into other things that maybe some of you will do yourselves with others. Um, and if, I think this is wonderful, Anthony. Thank you so much. Okay, good. Yep, all right. So, all right, I'm going to sign off. Nice to meet you guys, and I look forward to uh, connecting with you on LinkedIn. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.